You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Um, that's weird because it's actually Tuesday. I was like, wait, is it no. Wednesday? I know, yeah. no, 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 I'm back in. I'm back yeah. in. <laughs> Got to think ahead for this. Um, we're back to recording on a Tuesday afternoon. This time we're actually at my house and bundled up in blankets because we're freezing freezing in the ac club going up on a tuesday (laughs) (laughs) um so welcome to episode 26 of heart and soul podcast it's just the two of us today yeah and um we're really excited to dive into some topics that we're super passionate about wow i just sounded northern passionate yeah that was weird where did that come from i don't know (laughs) i don't know um but before we get into that we had we got two reviews this week, which means we're two away from our goal of 200. We have 198, y'all. It took us six more months than we wanted, but it's fine. (laughs) It took longer. Seriously. I think it took a year longer. You would think that quarantine would have, like, maybe helped, but, you know, I I was looking at the numbers and I noticed, like, you know, I think people... Don't listen to podcasts as much because they're not going to the gym mm-hmm. and they're not commuting to work. And that's normally when people listen is either at the gym or in the car. Right. And people have been driving a lot less. So. Yeah. I Maybe also think it's fun. like content overload right now. Like there oh, is yeah. so much to watch and listen to and read. And yeah, that's definitely true. I still love listening to podcasts when I'm like, folding laundry or cleaning the bathrooms or whatever like I sometimes I feel like I need to learn how to sit in my own thoughts a little bit better I'm really bad with silence yeah which is probably why I don't sleep well because like that's the first time of the day where I'm like really silent maybe that's something we can work on but but at the same time it's like really cool that you can continue absorbing so much cool new knowledge when you're just Sitting around your house folding laundry, you know? Like, I know. I want to take advantage of that. But we live in a really good world. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, really? I was laughing when I said that. I love this Missio candle. Shout out to Missio. Your yeah. candle is on the desk right I now. I always have one on my desk here. Um, and also, if you want to order from Missio, you can still use our code. Did you know that? Yeah, it's still valid. Soul 20. Still valid. 20% off everything. Yep. Random shout out. But <laughs> um, we'll read our review of the week and then we'll get into Happy and Crappies. Yeah. Okay. So this review of the week is from Joe Jones 7, and um, I'll just get into it, but it says, look up to you as the subject. She said, Catherine's eating disorder journey has encouraged me so greatly in my own struggles with body image, disordered eating, and fitness. I have grown in godly wisdom in these areas through listening to this podcast. Catherine was actually my Bible study leader in high school when I was in the midst of severe anorexia. Seeing her recovery has encouraged me so much, and I'm now a healthy college senior, running half marathons regularly and trusting the Lord with food and fitness. Thank you for being the best example for me and showing me that God always provides and always fulfills. So, so, so sweet. It's such a cool story. I know. You know, I think that's the coolest thing. Thank you, Joe Jones, for leaving that review. Um, And Boomer Sooner, because that's when I was your Bible study leader. Um, But... I think it's such a cool thing how you can, like, encourage people. Like, podcasts are cool because you can, like, be encouraging someone without even realizing that you're encouraging someone because you don't know when people are listening or who's listening. 
And same thing with social media. Like you yeah. don't know when someone's going to start following you and go through like old posts or mm-hmm. so like really choose your words wisely because people are listening. Yeah. And watching you. They are. Because I find you. <laughs> All right. Happies and crappies and then our yeah. sponsor. Yeah, 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 yeah. You start. I've been starting with mine. Okay. A lot lately, so. Okay. Um, my happy, this weekend was really fun. We had a pool party for Macy's 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. Macy, our third co-host, um, turned 30, and we had a pool party over here at Chelsea's house, and it was so fun. It was really fun. Um, and then my other happy, because, you know. I can have as many as I want, <laughs> is that my brother-in-law, Patrick, is coming into town tonight. Oh, yay. Which is my favorite human. <laughs> and he'll be here for, like, uh, like three weeks. Does he so. listen to this podcast? Because if he knew how many times you used him as his hap- as your happy, he would be so delighted. I don't think he listens, no. which is, like, a shame because... He gets a lot of shout-outs. Yeah. I'll just send him the little clips of me shouting him out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he is coming into town tonight, and he's bringing like one of their one of his friends um, as well, and their golden retriever. So Bear's gonna be in heaven. Oh my god! Yeah, is he feeling better though? Is will he be able to play with? Yeah, Bear's let. I thought you meant Patrick. I was like, was he sick? <laughs> no, Bear. Uh, Bear. Bear to a muscle in his wig. And he's good if he's been up for a while, but if he's been like laying down for too long, gets stiff again. It puts pressure on it, and it gets stiff again. But poor honey. Yeah, he'll he'll be fine. He'll be in heaven. He just always wants to play at all times. Yeah. Um, my crappy is um just haven't been sleeping well, which yeah, whatever. I mean, sleep like really. Sleep's uh, a big deal. Sleep like really affects the rest of your day, and. Yeah, no, we haven't been sleeping well. This is not an ad, but Michael just ordered this stuff called Beam. It's like an all-natural kind of like melatonin CBD situation. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah. A lot of like um, CrossFit athletes use it or Rogue or something that Michael watches and, mm-hmm. and is obsessed with. So he ordered it, and I've been taking that this week, and I do feel like it's helping, although it might just be placebo. Yeah. Um, but whatever, I don't care. It is <laughs> working. It is, yeah. <laughs> It's working, so that's been helpful. Good. Yeah. What about you? Um, I know you're happy. Yeah, I have a lot of happies, actually. I, I was trying to think of a crappy, and obviously the, the one that I mentioned last week that I'm still just, like, not really going to chat about just yet is still kind of lingering, but better, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't really have anything new with crappy, which is good, because I really don't need any any. Yeah. Additional crappies. Some listeners reached out and wondered if you were okay based yes. off your crappy. Yeah, that was health really sweet. Oops. Health-wise, Chelsea is yes. a-okay. I'm totally fine. Baby's totally fine. Yeah. It's just, you know, just going through a little rough patch in a season of life. Yeah, life. Um, but it's fine. We will prevail. Um, My happies. So, I have a lot from this week because I feel like Last time we recorded was on last Sunday. Last Sunday, yeah. So obviously Macy's birthday party was one of them. It was such a blast, and to finally be able to host people at our pool, and the weather was finally nice after being crappy for forever. Oh my gosh! Um, So that was really great. I did a 
like mentorship coaching call last week with Lindsay Roman. And if you guys don't know who she is, she is pretty well-known photographer, entrepreneur, educator. Um, She's a fellow believer. She has a little girl who's like, I don't know, about to be one. What's her daughter's name again? Eloise. She's so cute. Um, And she has a podcast called Heart and Hustle. And if you haven't listened to that, you should. It's awesome, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Um, but anyway, I got on to talk with her just kind of like about transitioning my business into, um, being more, I want to get more into like the educational side of things, especially moving into being a mom and just kind of how to navigate shooting weddings as a mom and all that stuff. And it just left me feeling really encouraged and like, oh, okay. I can do this. I can, yeah, I can do this. It's definitely not how I was picturing it with COVID happening and things getting moved around a ton and just, yeah, it's been a, a whirlwind, but, um, that was super encouraging and nice. And then Friday night, Jordan and I shot a proposal, a surprise proposal. This guy from Charlotte called me on like Tuesday or Wednesday um, another photographer in the area referred him to me and he had all these plans to propose to his girlfriend. So I was like texting with him all week, getting that set up. And it was so fun. Jordan and I like took beach chairs down to the beach and like staked out there. I was like, please come with me. So I don't look like a loner, like just creeping on these, <laughs> these two people. It feels so weird. Um, and it was adorable. It's so fun. That is, it was, the pictures were so beautiful. Thank you. They came out really like she, cute. She, like, wore the perfect dress. Oh, yeah. Well, he, told, he like, made up that they had dinner reservations that night okay. and stuff, and they were going to go out Because they almost looked like engagement, or, like... Like it was... Like it was planned. Yeah. Well, it was planned in that he knew he hired a photographer, and yeah. so he was like, all right, I'm going to tell her we're going somewhere nice and right. to wear a dress and whatever. Um. So, yeah, that was really fun. And then last but not least, today we went and did an elective ultrasound because Jordan has not been able to come to anything um, since I was like, I don't know, 13 weeks maybe? I don't even remember how long ago it was that he was able to come to something. So we paid to go to an elective spot and um, seeing the baby after like, how I guess... Last time I saw it on an ultrasound was 18 weeks, so 32 now. It's like he's got chubby cheeks and his face is like so so much more matured, and it mm-hmm. was just like so crazy seeing him. And it's insane to me that they have that kind of technology to get to get that yeah. picture. It was wild, and we just watched him the whole time. He kept like shoving his mouth or his hands in his mouth his feet were way up at his head and I was like I told you he was gonna be a little yogi boy he is a yogi um how does that work with like spines in the womb is that a stupid question because like no they're so bendy yeah their bones are really soft so okay yeah so they're able to just like mold I mean it's perfectly designed yeah Forgot to like be like, oh, I'm not gonna yeah. do this until later. But if you ever look at like newborns and infants, their legs are always really high up. Uh huh. Like, they because they like, don't know what like, to do. Shape because that's just how they've been in the womb. So it it takes some adjusting for them to like lengthen back out and not be in that little fetal position. 
Another um, weird thing that I brought up with Chelsea before this about that is like we were all in a womb once. Yeah, it's so crazy. That was our home. Our <laughs> That's first. That's so home. weird. Yeah. What if we remembered those days? That'd be so. Like ah, the womb. <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> I was starving. Uh, I know. He was looking real cozy in there. He's all he's smushed, but he was. Just sucking his hands and drinking fluid, and it's crazy. That's what they start to do around this age is they swallow amniotic fluid, and it helps them prepare for, like, breathing and eating. And, yeah, that's how – isn't that so crazy? Yeah. That's how they practice. And so he's been getting the hiccups a lot because of that. I heard this – This I don't know why I'm saying this, but I heard this, like, little um, – like, sweet story that's obviously probably not true, I don't think. But you know that little, like, line above your top lip? Like, this thing? Mm-hmm. This little indention? Yeah. Underneath your nose? Isn't it called your um, Cupid's bow? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. That. Mm-hmm. So I heard this, like, a little sweet thing that, like, while you're in the womb, an angel comes to you and tells you, like, everything like the meaning of life, <laughs> everything that's going to happen in your life, all about God, like, all the answers to... Every question you'll ever have, but then right before you're born, the angel goes, shh, and puts its hand over your <laughs> lips to, so that you forget and to keep a secret, and that's how you get that line. Oh, yeah. that's cute. It's probably not true, but well, <laughs> I'm holding on to hope. <laughs> I don't know if it's true, because he definitely has that already. Well, the angel already came and left, oh, okay. obviously. Well, it's probably in the beginning. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'm probably going to post some of the pictures later on. Um, today so you guys might have already seen them but yeah that was the biggest happy of them all because it was really fun to see and I can't believe he's gonna be here in eight weeks eight weeks maybe less maybe more less because isn't his due date August 16th yeah well I yeah but I mean he might come at 37 38 weeks he might come at 41 weeks I don't know it just depends he's coming he's coming on time or early I really, really, really hope so. <laughs> I'm like trying to manifest that every day. I had a dream about birth last night. It was awesome. You liked so, it. You liked it. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I think it's because I've been reading like these books on like natural childbirth and watching documentaries and stuff. And uh, it, it's definitely made me walk into it with so much less fear, mm-hmm. I think. And I had this dream last night that it just went so perfectly and like, beautifully and that was like definitely a dream that I needed to have yeah. I think and your dreams are also magic pretty intuitive sometimes They're pretty intuitive so it might be true I don't want to speak too soon but yeah that would be really nice if he was like decided to come on time or a little bit early yeah for not sure really I can't wait to meet him neither um okay well we're gonna kind of do a little like check-in on body image and food freedom and all that in a second. But before we get to that, we want to tell you about our sponsor today, which if you've listened to us for a while now, then you got to know all about Skillshare. Yes. Okay. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people just like you. So you can explore new skills, deepen existing passions, get lost in creativity, or if you're like me and you just signed up for QuickBooks online for your business, you can take a class on 
how to navigate QuickBooks because not that's not how my brain works. Um, but yeah, there's so many different types of class topics that can appeal to you, like productivity, lifestyle, entrepreneurship, which we talk a lot about on here, anything creative, film and video, graphic design, and so much more. Um, so Skillshare's membership is pretty valuable to not only us who are trying to learn QuickBooks, but you... <laughs> who are trying to learn, you know, whatever you're trying to learn, you little learners. Um, so break up your routine right now of kind of being um, indoors and feeling maybe bored a little bit with learning a new skill. I mean, what what better way? Start than, a side hustle. Yeah, start a side so hustle. Time now. You know, start an Etsy shop. Yeah. You know, you got more time to put into starting that dream you've always wanted to do. Now is the time. So why not sign up? for a membership with meaning. Um, so we believe in strong community, obviously, here. And Skillshare is a great way to build and tap into the community that you want to be a part of, whichever outlet that is. And we have a special, 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 special offer for you today. You can explore your creativity and get two free months. That's right, months. Weird word. Of premium membership on Skillshare.com backslash soul. So all you have to do is go to Skillshare.com backslash soul, S-O-L-E, and you get two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com backslash soul and get your two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes. One last time, it's Skillshare.com backslash soul. Sweet. Sweet. Sorry, I got a cough really quick. <laughs> How dare you? It's not it's not the Rona, y'all. <laughs> it's not it's, it's not the Rona. I'm drinking tea and it's kinda It's the tea in the back of my throat. Um well we're gonna kind of we don't really know exactly where which direction this is gonna go, but um I posted it kinda all stemmed from I posted a photo last week, like a before and after, not your typical before and after, um, of like gaining weight um and me the before was me in a really dark time uh, of disordered eating and then now actually just a couple weeks ago at your baby shower was the mm -hmm. second photo um just to kind of show that like some transformations um of gaining weight are actually good transformations mm -hmm. um and the whole caption of that was we were having a pizza party last night for soul in lieu of class because duh <laughs> and um it was really nice to plan a pizza party, be a part of a pizza party and not experience any guilt or shame and, or overthinking going into the night. It kind of made me think about like my really 2012 to 2014, like 22 to 25 ish. Like I was so scared of public outings or social events that involved food, especially because um, I couldn't control it. Like even going to a restaurant, like I would look up the menu ahead of time to know what I was going to order before. And I would like sit down and look at the menu and pretend like I already, you know, or like I hadn't already read it. Or if like I read the menu and didn't think it was, um, quote unquote healthy enough for, for me, I would like eat before and show up late and say like, sorry, I was like rushed from work and I just ate on the way over here, but mm -hmm. like happy to like hang. And then the whole time be like miserable right. because I'm overthinking what everyone else is eating and how I'm not eating and what they're thinking of me not eating. And so anyways, 
last week was just like a super freeing um, moment where I was like, wow, you've overcome a lot. Pat, pat yourself on the back. And I think too what what we want to um, chat about today is also the fact that yes, like your story is you know for sure you had an eating disorder, right? And it was like, Mm -hmm. it was severe and it was obvious to other people. And especially now looking back at pictures of yourself. But a lot of times us women, even if we don't necessarily like define our thought processes like disordered eating or body dysmorphia, I think a lot of times it's still there and still very ingrained, maybe in more subtle ways. But it doesn't mean it still doesn't exist in all of us in some way or another so we really wanted to touch on that too because we've also had women you know Catherine said a few people had responded to her post with the fact that like oh they didn't even realize Mm -hmm. they had these disordered thoughts and and patterns and and it's not a surprise because of how social media and society and our culture in general just talks about and portrays yeah Good versus bad yeah. and fitness and what's healthy and all these things. And um, we just kind of want to debunk a few of those myths and just kind of talk about right. finding freedom in food and just life. Yeah. yeah. Also, like if you're a listener, if you're listening right now and you're like, this is not something that I struggle with, like I guarantee it is. Yeah. In some subtle way, like you said. Mm-hmm. So whether or not you've had, like, this severe disorder or not, like, you think you have had these thoughts at some point yes. in your life as a woman especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and what and the crazy thing is, men too. Like, I got a message from someone from my old church, a guy, who was like, I just want you to know I've been, like, following your journey for years now and I never said anything, but, like, I really struggle with eating, with disordered eating mm-hmm. and it's really nice to see how far you've come. And, and I'm like, wow, guy, like guys too, you know? Yeah. Especially guys that are like really into fitness and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like they feel like they cannot veer off the path of clean eating and, you For know, sure. just nutrients all the time. And you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's, I'm glad that you, well, there's a couple things I want to address, but I'm glad that you brought the clean eating thing up. I'm one one thing that I'm really grateful for in the last like few years. I feel like this has just become a term that's more common is disordered eating instead of eating disorder. Right. So it doesn't need to be like I had anorexia or I was diagnosed with bulimia or whatever. It's kind of flipping the the switch and and it's like any type of restraints or um not it's not necessarily restraint but like false false thoughts on food. Right. Or on, on food. And then also with with the clean eating thing, I've been listening to this podcast series called Outweigh with Amy Brown, who I'm obsessed with, um, where they like interview women with disordered eating habits and who are like on the other side now and um, they share their story. But one thing that is like very common, and I see this a lot, especially in the fitness industry, is orthorexia, which is a, also a very new ish term like I think it was coined in like 96 but like the the fitness yeah and it's basically an addiction to it's not just fitness so it's not uh, I would say like now looking back I probably was orthorexic but it's not just it's basically like you eat 
and whatever you eat, you obsess about. So if you eat or when you eat, it's, it's more of an obsession. Like I have to eat clean. I mm-hmm. have to look at the grams of sugar. I have to look at the grams of fat. I have to make sure it matches up to this whole 30 plan or, you know, like it's very yeah. like, um, like very rules based style. And you think you're right. Like you're convinced like, right. Or if I, I eat this donut, my workout needs to be 30 minutes longer. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like if I ate, if I went off the path, then I need to make up for that with how mm-hmm. much I burn. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look, a lot of you have probably said that in an Instagram caption recently. I see like plenty of normal, not, I don't mean to say normal, but you know, just like casual comments made all the time. Like, Oh, um, you know, ate like crap this weekend. So really hitting it hard this Monday or something like that. And that, that it's subconscious. Alone, yeah. Like you don't even realize that that's like a very disordered way of thinking. Um, and it's a hard habit to, to break because a lot of it is subconscious. Yeah. Um, but there's this, there's this, and why can't I talk? There's this Instagrammer that Chelsea and I have been following over the last few weeks who we're obsessed with called Tiffany Ema. Um, and she, really addresses and like debunks a lot of the um, false narratives around body image for women. And she just posted something today. Was it today? Yeah. Seven hours ago on disordered eating patterns, um, which if this is something that you could be triggered by, maybe pause it or skip ahead, but um, just want to read some of these disordered eating patterns because you might not qualify as someone who has a diagnosed eating disorder, but you might experience some of these things. So um, I'm going to read some of those. First, it says, what is disordered eating? Disordered eating includes patterns and behaviors that are meant to control your body weight. They may not be able to be classified into a full eating disorder, but are still unhealthy and can lead to an eating disorder. Swipe through to see the examples. So um, if you think about your body often, you you might not just think about your weight. You might obsess over your clothing size or your body measurements. You may have a weight or waist size that is a personal threshold that you're not able to go over. Um, that's, that's one sign of it. You avoid your favorite snack for fear of eating too much of it. This is something I sometimes still struggle with if I'm being completely honest, but you might love a dessert or snack food so much that you refuse to keep it near you. You might fear that you'll eat too much if you open it. This can be things like not keeping a pint of ice cream or a bag of chips because you might eat it in one sitting, mm-hmm. um, which especially if you've struggled with like restriction and binging, that's something that's very common for snacks. Like a snack isn't just a snack size portion. You like go all in and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. devour it. Um, the next one is you use exercise as a punishment for quote unquote bad foods. You might only eat snacks like donuts or cookies when you have time to do more exercise than normal, which is what you said earlier. You may also feel like you need to earn certain food with rigorous exercise. Instead of using it for general health, it's about how you look or how much you weigh. Um, Next one is you're obsessed with your foods being healthy, which is what we also talked about. When purchasing and preparing food, you're often concerned with it being healthy. You may cut out food groups and only eat things that are considered healthy food. You worry about what types of foods will be served at events. You might become stressed out when healthy food isn't an option. You think about food constantly. You might obsess over what you're eating, how many calories are in items, and a general sense of being worried about how food is going to impact your body. You weigh yourself often. Ugh, if you have a scale, freaking throw it away. 
I cannot. This might be multiple times a day, daily, or weekly. You might think, you might think like if I could just lose five more pounds or I can't let myself go three, three pounds over. Mm-hmm. Um, when to seek help. This is important. If you engage in any of these behaviors, please talk to someone. Even if you aren't ready to seek counseling, please find someone you trust and engage in a conversation. Um, so if you do resonate with any of those, um, then yeah, I do encourage you to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of women reach out to me after my post. And the first thing I asked is, are you talking to someone else besides me, like a professional? Because I'm not, I'm not going to, I guess I I can relate to your story, but I don't have like the tools and, um, professional like training that it takes to really heal from something like this. And that's like the first thing that I had to do was go to counseling because I was like, what do I do? Um, Highly recommend giving Tiffany a follow, by the way, because she posts a lot of those types of, um, like, scroll through mm-hmm. posts that are just super easy to read, but so informative, and yeah, I've been reposting a lot of her stuff lately because it's so yeah spot on, and I'm like, yes, she's just saying everything that... She knows how to put it into words a lot better than I do. For so. sure, for sure. One thing also that has come up a lot, especially being a, a coach and and um, even after my post last week, is this myth about if you want to be healthy as a woman, you can only eat 1,200 calories a day, oh, wow. which is like such a thing that my fitness pal or like apps like that will tell you. That's like less than half of what's normal. It's so stupid. Like <laughs> So dumb. And I, and I don't mean to say you're stupid if you're doing it because you're just – you're not stupid. You're just you're just accepting and taking in what you're being told, which right. is that that is quote-unquote healthy. And it's so false. It's not healthy. Um, I've had multiple clients show me their food logs after um, a week, which I don't even know that I believe in food logs. And I'm like, you're just not eating enough. Like tra- especially with training. Like mm-hmm. you need to be eating more um, – a girl reached out to me after my post this weekend and was like, um, hey, just want to see what you eat in a day. And I'm like, well, I don't really know. <laughs> it's so different every day. But I was like, but when I'm exercising, I try to consume over 2,500 calories a day. And when I'm not, like anywhere between 2,000 and 2,200 if I were to think about it. But and, you're not counting. But I'm not counting. And it's just kind of like, you know, portion that's control. that's why I think it can even get dangerous when – fitness influencers do share like what I eat in a day because then people will use that as a rule of thumb whereas what feels good and feels you might not feel someone else totally and your training might be totally different right so like some fitness professional might post like oh I eat this in the morning this first night this in the evening but you don't realize that their job is fitness like they are constantly exercising you know what I mean like so they're and they're trying to go for a certain aesthetic too that so their food is controlling them. Right. So I hate to say it. But yeah. anyways, this mother reached out to me and said, like, I, you know, I I think I'm eating enough because my fitness pal told me 1,200 calories, but I haven't had my period in six months. Oh, dear. Lord. And I'm like, that's an eating disorder, hon. That's really bad. Like, that's not good. And I'm not judging you because I've done that. I tracked yeah. my calories every day for, like, four years. Um, and it was to get under 1,200 because that's what my fitness pal told me. Mm-mm. So no 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 just no. debunking that myth too like that's so false and not healthy and not enough your bo- your body's literally starving 
mm-hmm. in that Because it's one thing that we don't take into account either is like our bodies were built to like burn fuel. And so even when you're just sitting there, when you're sleeping, like it needs the energy to burn through. It's not just exercise. And most of the time you're, it's called your basal metabolic rate. Like that's what your body um, burns in a day calorically with, if you were to just be like sitting on the couch, essentially. Mm -hmm. And that's based on. Your age, your gender, your fitness level, genetics, all that type of stuff. Um, and not saying anyone needs to go calculate what that is, but most of the time, it is over a thousand calories. Mm-hmm. So just because you think we don't, we don't encourage really food logging or like counting calories and counting how many calories you burn in a workout by any means. But I think a lot of people get into that rut and they think, oh well, if I eat. X calories, I have to exercise X calories, not even taking into account that your body's likely burning way more than that. Eight to thirteen hundred or more or less on its own without with you not even getting your butt out of bed in the morning. Right. So that's the first problem is now imagine you're working out to negate those calories you ate. Well now your deficit is in the thousands. Mm-hmm. That's really harmful. Mm-hmm. Really, really harmful. So, anyway. Yeah. Just to kind of put that in a, like, numbers-driven way, if it helps to conceptualize a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, that's why that's why getting into the numbers in general is, is a slippery slope. Um, right. And why we believe wholeheartedly in just intuitive eating, eat when you're hungry, even when you're not hungry and you know you're going to be hungry, mm-hmm. continue to fuel your body. And and we're not saying, like, eat all the donuts and, like, don't take care of yourself. Like, mm-hmm. we want you to obviously put in nutritious yeah, that, things that, into your body. but That thing that keeps going around, you know, anti-diet culture does not mean anti-health. Yes. And, and that's so true. Like, just because we're anti-diet culture and restricted eating and dieting and detoxes and et cetera – does not mean that we're like, oh, don't don't worry about what you put in your mouth. You don't need to exercise. Like, that's right. the complete opposite. But finding freedom in those things and finding movement you enjoy and making sure you're just feeding your body what it needs is, like, the bottom line. Yeah. It's really as simple as it. Mm-hmm. Or that's really as complicated as it needs to get, right? It's right. Move when it feels good to move and eat when you need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and look at it from that perspective so for sure in one of the in this in that podcast I was I talked about earlier they they had women read their stories of they like had women write out like an essay almost and read out their stories of disordered eating habits and then they also followed each story up with the woman writing a letter to their younger self it was really powerful because I've even talked about it in Seoul a couple times this week, is like we really do have the power just by the way that we change our thoughts and rewrite the narrative right now to change future generations. Mm -hmm. And that's like really a a huge honor and also like responsibility that we as women should like should pick up and carry. Yeah. Like our – our future children don't need to, and yes, media is still going to be a thing and that sucks, but like if we keep rewriting the narrative towards truth, um, then our future children don't need to believe the lies that we believed for so long. Mm-hmm. 
like the not going out to eat because you're afraid or, um, you know, different BMI myths or the need to fast or detox, which I want to read that. Um, yeah, read that. So what prompted me to look into this actually is that I've just seen a lot of this going around, especially in the time that we're in because of quarantining, working from home, just things kind of being really stressful. A lot of people have, their eating habits have changed and for right and for like natural reasons. Right. Um, and I think it's prompted a lot more people to think that they need to detox or go on a diet or fast or juice cleanse or whatever, um, to try to flush that out or, you know, negate what the bad things that they've been eating are. Um, and even on like some podcasts I've listened to recently, quote unquote, wellness professionals have talked about it. And I'm just like, but it's not a thing. (laughs) Unfortunately, it is a thing, but it's not a true thing. Yeah. Your liver detoxes itself. Um, just FYI. (laughs) So I'm just going to read this article that I found. Um, it's on the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health. Gov, so it's a pretty reputable source. Um, and if anyone wants to link, I can always send it over. But um, one paragraph is asking, what does the research say about detoxes and cleanses? It says there have only been a small number of studies on detoxification programs in people. While some have had positive results on weight and fat loss, insulin resistance, and blood pressure, The studies themselves have been low quality with study design problems, few participants, lack of peer review, blah, blah, blah. Um, A 2015 review concluded that there was no compelling research to to support the use of detox diets for weight management or eliminated toxins from the body. And a 2017 review said that juicing and detox diets cause initial weight loss, obviously due to the low intake of calories, but they tend to lead to weight gain once a person resumes a normal diet. Mm -hmm. Which seems like common sense, but when it's that's a, like a really big thing, of course you're gonna lose weight those right, three days you detox. You're not eating anything. Not else. eating anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, there have been no studies on long-term effects of detoxification programs. Um, some juices used in detoxes and cleanses haven't been pasteurized or treated. They can make people sick, and the illnesses can be serious. So that's like one thing to mm-hmm. to be wary of. Um, diets that severely restrict calories and the types of food you eat usually don't lead to lasting weight loss and may not provide the nutrients you need. Detoxification programs may include laxative, which can cause diarrhea severe enough to lead to dehydrate, dehydration and electrolyte imbalances. Um, drinking large quantities of water and herbal tea and not eating any food for days in a row can lead to dangerous electrolyte imbalances. So, yes. Did you already say the source of that? Yeah. Okay. They're marketable because they're quick results, and that's how we are this day and age, right? We want quick, easy, two-day Amazon like, I buy say results. Easy, actually. Yeah, um, and that's just not realistic, and it's dangerous, and not, not um, healthy thought patterns and behavior. So, just wanted to put that out there because I'm I'm seeing a lot of it circulating on. Um, social media and yeah, being talked about by so-called professionals. <laughs> that mm-hmm. I'm like, is there any evidence-based research to back any of this up? Because I'm pretty sure there's not. So yeah, and we're not saying that losing weight 
if that is your goal, it's It's necessarily a bad thing. It's just how you go about it and your mind, your, your thought process along the way. And especially after, because, okay, you lose the weight, then what? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, then you're going to be like, oh, I just want to lose that last, like, quote, unquote, three or five pounds. Like, people always say that. It's just right. that last five pounds. I'm like, what? But why? But then you lose the five pounds. And you're like, mm, if I could just lose five pounds more, it becomes like an addictive behavior. So if you are if you do need or desire to lose a few pounds, that's not bad. Right. Um, just it, know that the finish line is, there is no finish line. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a dumb. It's just living your life and being healthy and happy yeah. and... and if you lose weight and you reach a potential of, of health and wellness that feels really good and like natural to your body, that's the goal. Yeah. And that's where you can just hang out and, and continue to enjoy life. And that might fluctuate up and down for forever. As it should. And as it should. I mean. Like even something as women that we don't take into account a lot is like age. Mm-hmm. Like what we talked, those pictures earlier, like yeah. you, you look, as you, as you age, you just lose some of that metabolism and that's like completely normal. Um, uh, but a lot of, a lot of things that, um, you see a lot, especially someone posted this recently of like when I was 16, I hated that picture of myself at 16. And then when I was 21 and looked back at that picture, I was like, I wish I looked like I was 16 again. And, right. but the cycle never ends. So like, same thing when you're 30, you, listen, you wish you looked like you were 25. And when you're 40, you wish you like you were 30. But when you were 30, you weren't satisfied. So it's like... Right. It's just a hamster wheel, a vicious cycle of like never... Oh, always falling short in your own mind. and mm-hmm. um, Which is really sad. Yeah, we so sad. live in the present more and know that our bodies are exactly where they're supposed to be in that exact moment. Then I think we'd all be a lot more content Mm -hmm. in in right now yeah you know for sure and something also really to to note and I know we talk about this all the time is a lot of the dms I got after my post last week was like how did you find freedom and one of the things I tell them is like oh those those little b-i-t-c-h thoughts come into my head all the time like Mm -hmm. it's not just like you wake up one day and you're free especially in the culture we're in, like, it's a daily choice. Mm-hmm. And so you can choose today to be a little bit freer than than you were yesterday. It, it does have to be a choice, though, because, mm-hmm. yes, there's a lot of subconscious things that are ingrained in us, but it's our, also our responsibility to um, unlearn those things. You True. Know? And the same – it parallels what's going on right now in our world with, mm-hmm. you know, what's been ingrained in our minds and how we can unlearn, uh, unlearn negative thoughts. And um, the same goes. It, it, it is a responsibility and action that we have to be intentional about taking. And if that means following certain people that are going to continue speaking truth into you, like Catherine Post and like Tiffany Post and... Um, lots of guests we've had on our podcast and avoiding things that tell you otherwise and just kind of being more mindful of those negative triggers or those keywords you see in in ads and marketing on social media like the freaking pregnancy workout that yeah I talked about a couple weeks ago um so yeah I think 
you hit it on the head. Like it's not just like you wake up one day and you are free of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's always going to be there. It's never going to go away. It's just, you have to actually make the choice. Am I going to believe these lies or am I going to live in truth? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, right. the bottom line. <laughs> Some bottom damn line. That's also going to be the, that's a good title for the podcast. Am I going to believe lies or truth? Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. If, if it's not that, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah. Is there anything else we should touch on? I feel like we just... We rambled just for an hour. <laughs> rambled, but we also like got super heated over yeah, here. We I'm need these so blankets out of no more. right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because your baby's like kicking you. Yeah. In the, I, in the, you know what? I notice, I can notice when I listen back. I'm like, man, I sound so winded. Well, I told you that this weekend. I didn't notice until you said something. And now when I listen, or when I listened to last week, so I was like, yeah, she's, yeah. she's really <laughs> trying. <laughs> I don't, it's not as bad like throughout the day, but if I'm talking a lot and having a conversation, especially when I'm working with my clients behind the camera and walking around and cueing them and stuff, I'm like, oh man. What about when you're exercising? Um, is breathing hard? It's, yeah, but it's like, I don't know. It kind of evens itself out. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm, cause I'm not really, if I go like do a workout at, Troy's or something. I'm not really talking to anyone yeah. anyway, so it doesn't matter. But Emily and I have been going on weekly walks, and I'll definitely like yeah be more <laughs> when we talk and walk. But it's nothing crazy. Yeah, it's just kind of an adjustment you make when your body is producing like 50% more blood, mm-hmm. and you're going to be sitting on your diaphragm. Casual. Just some casual stuff here. Um, if y'all have any questions about this topic or or any um, ideas for future podcast episodes, like future subjects, mm-hmm. we'd love to hear back from you. So shoot us a DM at Heart and Soul Podcast on Instagram or our personal ones or email us at Heart or, and Soul Podcast. And you could use the Facebook group, which we never really... Yeah, we need to like really need to use get that. that. Get on there. Okay. I feel like could be such a good community but for sure we probably need to get better about posting and yeah hold us accountable to that it's just a lot of responsibilities guys so many things how do people do it all i'm stressed <laughs> you need to hire someone i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> but we love you listeners and we hope that you walk away with um some more truth today Whoa!